on your phone. Job 12, verse number 7. Job was going through a very tough spot. Obviously, that book talks about that uniquely. Tougher than most of us will have ever faced. And he's in a tough place both emotionally and physically. And he's questioning, why am I going through this? God, where are you in the middle of this? And then God responds. He has some interesting responses to Job's questions. This is one of those responses. But now, ask the beasts, God says, and they will teach you, and the birds of the air, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? So Job got a little lesson from the creation of the Lord. The Father, your love manifested for us is unsurpassed. Your mercy is undeniable. Truth, it endures forever. Holy Spirit, illuminate us. Illuminate truth and make it shine deep within our hearts and minds. Why? So we can grow, mature, in the knowledge of you and your Son, and live in victory. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. When you contemplate God's divine design, you look at nature, you look at his creation. It tells us to look at the birds of the air. I don't know if you've ever done that and seen the variations between them and the amazing construction in detail that he's placed in every one of them and how they function and how they fly and how they feed and how they nest and the uniqueness of every one of them, and yet so intricately and wondrously put together by the Creator. What a mind that can do the things that He's done just in one one area of His creation. Just look at all the birds of the air. tells us to look at them and study them. Have you ever looked at the premier bird of all in the air, the eagle? The eagle in Scripture is used as a comparison to the way we ought to live, in the way we ought to serve the Lord and conduct the way our lives go. Listen to King Solomon. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air is the first one he mentions. The way of the eagle in the air. What a magnificent creation of God. And then he says, even the youth shall faint, Isaiah does, and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And God tries to help us understand that we need to compare ourselves to this premier creature that wings its way through the heights of the sky. And he said, it's mind-boggling to study the way of the eagle. And what makes this bird so outstanding among all of the birds of the air? For starters, the eagle has amazing vision. Say vision. From the height of two miles, the eagle can spot its prey. The eagle has matchless vision. Can you see for two miles? Can you spot something tiny on the ground from two miles? It can spot things others cannot see because the eagle has magnificent vision. Spiritually, vision is very high, highly important. 
where there is no vision, the people perish. They run wild, the scripture says. When you have no vision for the future, you have no power in the present. When the people, when a church, when a city, when a state, when a nation, a business has no vision for the future, they become powerless in the present. They go nowhere in the now. So the eagle stands out because it has amazing and matchless vision. And God has designed his people, his creation, to be people of vision that see beyond the moment how can we be better than we are? How can we improve where we are? Amazing vision leads to great power. When Ezekiel and John in the book of Revelation, when they talk about the living creatures that are closest to the throne of God, they speak of one like a lion, one like a bull, one like an ox, and one like an eagle. An eagle that has eyes all around, closest to the throne of God. So Ezekiel said, the fourth, the face of an eagle. John says the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. That eagle had eyes all around its head. He can see what others cannot see. The eagle can plummet from the skies at speeds of up to 100 miles an hour while searching and seeking its prey. Locks on to them with its eyesight and can cruise at 100 miles an hour to its target. The eagle has a wingspan of up to seven and a half feet. Think of that. Some eagles have been known to go after prey as large as a baby antelope and pick it up. Seven and a half feet, you can add more than one foot to my height and get the wingspan of an eagle. Amazing. He is strong. He is powerful. Amazing vision. And the eagle by nature is not a scavenger. Doesn't look for roadkill. The eagle will not eat prey that's already dead. It will only eat living things. It will only feast on the living. It will not touch the dead. Because it's an eagle. An eagle is faithful. Like the dove, an eagle mates for life. When I think of those who are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, we are to be like eagles. We are to see what others cannot see. We are to be strong. We are not to feast on dead things. We are to be faithful to the Lord, our mates, and our families. We are to have appetites for something fresh and living and alive. And it's because of the change Jesus makes in our lives, we're called a higher living. If you're like an eagle, you're interested in living at the next season, at the next, next level. I'm not interested in just remaining where I am and just satisfied, scraping by where I am. I want to live at a higher level. I want to enter a new season. How about you? I want to emphasize three qualities of God's divine design that will cause you to live your life at a higher level in a new season. Proverbs 23 says, For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward the heaven. <laughs> There's something about the way in which an eagle flies toward the heavens that's different from every other bird. Number one, the eagle has or sets its eyes on the heavens, locks them on the heavens. 
One of the translations out of the Hebrew indicates that the eagle will fly toward the sun. Now, how in the world does an eagle fly right into the sun? Because God designed an eagle so it has the ability to soar higher than most other birds. It has the ability to fly straight into the sun, looking straight at it, because the eagle has two sets of eyelids. So the eagle can fly directly into the sun, and what would blind other creatures would blind other birds. The eagle has some shades. And it will lower a set of those shades and fly straight into the sun while others cannot follow it. A human would go blind looking straight into the sun, locked onto it. But an eagle has two sets of eyelids, and one of those sets allows it to look straight into the sun. And the word describes our God like this. His countenance was like the sun, shining in its strength. So understand where your help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, from above. Our help does not come from down here. Like the eagle, comprehend when troubles are chasing you, you need to fly directly toward the sun. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from them? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. So we set our sights, our eyes on things above. Paul said, don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground. Absorb with the things right in front of you. But look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. So the righteous learn to look up. When troubles come, everything inside of you needs to look up. When dark days come, when attacks come, rather than looking down like an eagle, we look up at the sun and start flying higher in that direction. You don't look to the horizontal because you don't belong to the horizontal. You look to the vertical because you belong to the vertical. Now watch. For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. So the righteous will get back up. How many know that? You will get your gaze up into the heavens. Say to your neighbor, you have to get up. Because some of you need to. Because God designed you to look up. And the word man in the Latin is enthros. One whose eyes look upward. We gave you a little illustration of that earlier. God designed you to look forward and to look up. God did not design you to look down. God did not design you to be depressed. God did not design you to be hopeless and defeated. God did not design you to dig a hole and bury your head saying, it's over. Because Isaiah said, God is high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. So let me tell you where you find God. You won't find him down there. You've got to look up from whence comes your strength. And when you look to the Lord where your help comes from, the Lord will become your help. Notice he is high and lifted up. There are two times when an eagle will gaze into the heavens and use its unique eye abilities. Number one is when the storm comes. See, when a storm comes, turkeys roost, but eagles fly. 
Which are you? Turkeys run and hide. Eagles soar into the skies. Turkeys run around when there are problems. And they gobble everywhere they go. Like some people. When they're in trouble with their marriages or whatever, they just run from place to place, gobbling. But eagles rise to the occasion. When an eagle senses a storm coming, he spreads his wings and challenges the storm. I believe when Jesus resides in you, and listen, storms will come to everybody. There are no exemptions. And if you have a Christ-centered life, Jesus is the center of your core. You don't have to be defeated when storms come. They don't have to tear you up. They can carry you up. And there's something within you that can challenge every storm. With God, I can handle this. God designed me for this. God created me for this day. Greater is he who is in me. I can do all things through Christ. So when storms come, we are not turkeys that roost. We are eagles that spread our wings. And we say, this will take me higher than I've ever been before. This will take me to a new season, a new place. Pilots have radioed as they're airborne. We've seen eagles soaring in the clouds at over 35,000 feet. And he uses the storm, the eagle does, to soar a little bit higher. When the rains are falling and the winds are blowing, listen, the storm just raises him to higher places. I will not stop until I see the sunlight on my wings again. I may be going through the clouds right now. This may be the storm of my life. There's rain, there's thunder, there's lightning, but an eagle keeps climbing higher until he breaks through the clouds and feels the sunlight on his face again. That's the way an eagle is so wired. Psalm 30, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You're going to break through the, cl- the clouds. How many know you will? Second time the eagle uses his unique abilities to gaze into the heavens when its enemies appear. Now, the eagle only has one natural enemy, the condor. It's the world's largest bird of prey. It can weigh in excess of 25 pounds and has a wingspan of 10 feet. Like its cousin, the buzzard, it feeds primarily on dead things. It is the natural enemy of the eagle that feeds only on living things. Isn't it amazing how people who feed on dead things despise people who feed on living things? Don't despise people who come to church. Don't be angry with people who pray and read the Word and love spiritual things. Why is the world the way it is that it hates people who love God? It must be because they're buzzards, not eagles. Condors. Because we should rejoice when people are feeding on life. Now, here's the strategy of the condor we'll bushwhack an eagle in flight and try to drive its claws into the eagle. Then it stops flying and allows the weight to pull the eagle downward, trying to get it to the ground. The condor knows this about the eagle. The only way he can defeat an eagle is to get him on the ground. The condor knows if I can get the eagle down on the ground, 
not up here. If I fight him up here, he will win. He will always succeed. The only way I can defeat the eagle is to get him down on the ground. See, and if the enemy can get you down, and then you agree to stay there, to remain down, it's a matter of time before he defeats you. So you must acquire this attitude. I'm either up or I'm getting up. So if somebody asks you today when you leave this building, how are you doing? Say, I'm up. Or say, I'm getting up. What are five more yards when you've already been through hell? Okay? You've got to keep going. You don't remain down. And the enemy knows if he can keep you down, he defeats you. Somebody needs to get up today and say, I will not stay here. Someone needs to realize you're still alive. You're still breathing. You made it to the house of God. Now the eagle knows sometimes it's a time to fight, and sometimes it's a time for flight. Because when the eagle sees that large condor swooping, the eagle knows it's time to focus and look straight at the sun and fly in that direction. Because when the condor threatens to pull the eagle down, the eagle turns toward the sun and flies straight into the face of the sun. Because the eagle knows it can look at the sun, but the condor cannot. So the eagle turns its eyes toward the sun and begins to fly toward the sun into the heavens. So hear me today. You don't fight it out down here. Your battle is not with flesh and blood. If everybody's throwing mud, all you're doing is losing ground. Don't descend to the level of your enemy. Stay up here. Keep your eyes on the sun. Because God's will for you is to be up here, not down. You are to be the head and not the tail, always above and not beneath. Take it to the heavenlies. Pray about it. Refrain from fussing and fighting and arguing, having a wrong attitude. I mean, stuff that's going on in our community today. Wow. We could call some of our homes the housewives of Yuba City. (laughs) The carrying on that's going on around here. Throwing things at each other. Abusive with each other. Man, what's wrong with people? Who raised you to think that's okay? That that's acceptable behavior? You can't be an eagle and live like that. When you're an eagle, you don't get down on the same level as nonsense. Pastor, is that true? Yes. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. So here's my translation. They will run you hot. You open the door of your mind to someone who's critical towards you, they'll keep going at you until you lose it and say stuff you regret. So the best thing to do, don't answer a fool according to their folly. Instead, soar into the face of the sun. Run to the sun. You have to take your battle to a higher level. Pray about it. Worship God. Fly in toward the sun. Let the Lord fight your battle for you. Jehoshaphat, learn that lesson. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. So all God needed him to do was get his praise team and worship team together. 
All God needed Jehoshaphat to do was to fly into the face of the sun singing, You are good, and your mercy endures forever. And listen what happened. God defeated all three attacking armies and the three kings that led them. All of them. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone led him. That's an interesting passage. Great analogies in this passage. So not only does the eagle fly into the heavenlies, number two, the eagle will build its nest in the heights. And it'll use branches and twigs, and then will line that nest with, with animal fur. The nest becomes very comfortable. It's very warm, very inviting, it's very, very protective of the eagles that reside there, the male and the female. And then eaglets are born there in that nest. The eaglet will settle into that nest, surrounded by that fur. It opens its mouth. And the mama eagle comes with food. This is an interesting story because the daddy eagle remains guarding the eaglets while the mama eagle goes out hunting. That must mean women can hunt better than men. (laughs) What do you think about that? I know for sure they can radar in on deals really easily. Did you ever notice that? You walk past something, and she stops and says, Did you see that? Did you notice that? No, I never saw that. And I, just, I guess that qualifies for a hunt. I, you know. <laughs> but Daddy understands there's coming a day when it's time for that eaglet to move on, get on with another level, to get out of its security. The comfort zone is going to end for that eaglet. So dad and mom agree it's time to move the eaglet out of the nest. There's not room for all of us here. So they begin to pluck the fur out of the lining of the nest. And all of a sudden, that darling little eaglet feels the sharp thorns and the branches and the uncomfortableness of this nest. That hurts. And it can't rest there comfortably any longer. And the food is coming less frequently. It's a little painful and uncomfortable to stay there in that nest. Some of you thought you'd stay in the nest the rest of your life. Wake up call. You're not going to get to do that. That was your comfort zone. And many times when God's going to do something fresh in your life, He moves you away from and out of your comfort zone. Moves you out of the secure and the safe place that you created for yourself. And He'll say, come out here, take a walk with me on the wild side. Learn about your God. You've done that stuff long enough. And most of you don't volunteer to go willingly to a new season. Not unless you have learned the lesson that God is totally committed to change. Constant transformational change in our lives. And, And most will not volunteer to go to that new season. God has to pull the fur out. You start having to feel the thorns and the branches and start hollering, ouch, it's at that moment that the eaglet makes its greatest discovery. It finds out that it's better to sleep on the rock than remain in the nest. Because the nest is temporary, but the rock is everlasting. And you might not understand everything that goes on in that process, 
But your nest can get torn up economically. It can be torn up over health matters. I've got news for you. The nest was never your source. It's better to be resting on the rock, Jesus Christ. Because nests can change, but the rock is everlasting. He's your source, not the nest. And until you're willing to let go of the nest, you're never going to fly. And you weren't built not to fly. When God called me to ministry, I, I was comfortable. Young boy in high school, looking to the future, a great environment, great family, great opportunities for a super career, business that would be mine for the taking. And then I received the call. Hmm. The automatic response was, stay in the nest. That stuff's scary. You've got to get in front of people and talk to them. Where's that call going to take me? I mean, at least I know business, so I can take a business and do something good with that. But God will make you an offer. And God will look you in the face and say, I designed you for more than this. See, sometimes the enemy of best is good. And you are comfortable with the good when God's trying to get you to his best. And if you're going to obtain God's best, you have to be willing to vacate what was good for a season. Remaining in the nest is not the blessing. The blessing is walking with God in the direction he wants you to go. That he's designed for you to take wing and fly. But you get set in your ways. And the longer you resist the change that God's trying to draw you into, and the longer you fight and buck against what God's, where God's trying to take you, the more uncomfortable change is going to be when it finally comes. The sooner you learn that God is going to transform you from place to place spiritually, season to season, when he's building your life line on line and precept on precept, from glory to glory, to get you into the image of his son, to take you to the next season of your life, the sooner you learn and cooperate, the easier it becomes when change confronts you. JFK said, change is the law of life. This is a great statement he made. Those who look only to the past or present are sure to miss the future. And God has a future. God wants you looking this way, not this way. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Stop, start looking ahead. When the daddy eagle gathers that eaglet and soars to over 10,000 feet, without giving the eaglet any lessons in flying, he just rolls over and lets the eaglet fall off. No classes. No video preparation, no FEA, Federal Eagles Association, nobody to run and holler for abuse. Look at what they're doing to me. You have to learn the way dad and mom learn. You have to learn to walk by faith like everybody else. You have to learn to fly into the sun when the enemy is swooping in. I wish we could protect our children from stuff, but every generation has to learn the stove is hot. 
Sooner or later, they will get burned learning the lessons of life. So the eaglet goes squawking, head over heels, falling and falling. And just when it thinks it's going to crash into the rocks and die, Daddy Eagle swoops in and with those strong wings gathers the eaglet and starts soaring upwards again. And the eaglet thinks, Dad, I'm glad you came to your senses. Just take me back to the nest, please. And the Daddy Eagle says, you haven't learned your lesson. So upward he soars and dumps the eaglet off again. And it squawks and it tumbles toward the earth. And the process happens over and over and over until something internal kicks in. And it dawns on the eaglet, I was born to do more than sit in the nest. I was born to do more than hop from one rock to the next. I was born to do more than be fed by my father and mother. There's a nature in me that wants to fly. And all of a sudden it clicks and the eaglet takes wing. See, it's the nature of the eagle. It's born to fly. And God designed you to soar and to fly. And you've got to learn that. The longer you resist, the more, the more crippled up and the more shriveled up you become. Learn that. How to be true to a new nature that you acquired when you were born again. My loyalty now is to the new nature of Christ in me, not to the old nature, the old man that needs to die every day. So number three, you have a new nature. And in your new nature... You were not born to be defeated. You were not born to be depressed, hopeless, helpless, and faithless. You were born to soar. You were born to go to the high places. You were born to fly to the places God's prepared for you. But as long as you're relaxed in your comfort zone, you will never stretch yourself. You'll, get, you'll have to be stretched. And the rubber band is not useful for its purpose until it's stretched. And notice, that's when it's most vulnerable. When it's stretched, it could break. And the times that God did his greatest work in my life, not when I was comfortable, not when I was laid back in the nice warm nest, it was always when God was stretching me that I grew. When I said, God, I'm tumbling and falling, but I'm trusting in you. And it's there that the eaglet learns its initial and most powerful lesson before he flies. See, is the eaglet learning to fly? Not yet. And here's the lesson it's learning as it goes up with its father and rolls off its back and tumbles and falls. Picks back up, takes him back up, falls off again. Here's the lesson the eaglet's learning. The father eagle can fly faster than the eaglet can fall. Learn that lesson. Your father can fly faster than you can fall. And understand, you're safe with him. Even though he's stretching you, challenging you, getting you out of your comfort, you're safe with him. God has you. Even when you're tumbling, when it feels like your whole world is out of control, I'm here to tell you, God can fly faster than you can fall. God knew Adam was going to fall in the garden, but he was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Because God can fly faster. God knew a famine was coming to Egypt. 
put Joseph in, into Egypt with silos of corn because he can fly faster than you can fall. God knew you'd lose your job. He knew you'd go through hard times. He knew you might get a negative report from the doctor. Hear me. Even if this feels like you're tumbling and falling, God will fly faster than you can fall. He's a good God. You can put your trust in your Father. And when you do, you learn to give him eagle praise. Mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor, you were born to fly. Rise up. Stop whining about yesterday. Stop it about the nest that's falling apart. It's just proof God's doing something new and fresh in your life. Change is an indication that God is working in your life. Change is not a bad thing. Change is an indication you're next in line, that the new season, the new level, the new revelation of who he is is coming to you. You're not stuck in yesterday's yesterday's Sunday school class lesson. You are now getting fresh, living revelation. It's Isaiah 40 that reminds us, say, this part is for me. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with what? Wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now when the eagle ages, it builds up calcium deposits on its beak. And those deposits cause lots of problems for its ability to eat, to hunt. So the beak actually begins to grow together and close so that that eagle has no more desire to hunt and no more desire to eat. And it begins to lose weight and shrivel. It chooses no longer to fly high because simultaneously it starts losing some of its feathers. So then it descends down to the lower altitudes and gets down closer to the foothills of the mountain instead of the tops. It's pretty sad. Observers of the eagles will tell us that in that dilemma, it's like the eagle begins to think about who he is and what he was created to be. After having the beak calcified and feathers molting, losing weight, sickly in appearance but remembers what it was designed to do. It remembers I was built to soar and looks to the heavens. It remembers something has to happen so that I can be back to the place where once I was. So it begins to make its trek up the foothills and up the sides of the mountain, and it hops from rock to rock on its way back to the top of its rocky perch. It will take days because it's in a weakened condition, hasn't eaten in quite a while, but it makes its way back up the mountainside. It makes no sounds so it doesn't become easy prey for a predator, but it's hopping, climbing higher, rock upon rock, till it's making its way to the top. And finally, sometimes after a week or even more, It arrives at its rocky perch. It's removed all of its dead feathers. All the stuff of the past and the pain has been removed. And notices as he's there, and he takes this beak 
that's been closed down, calcified, and begins to beat it on the top of the rock of his perch. And it's a bloody moment, and it's a very ugly moment when the eagle begins to shatter that calcification and break off that old beak. But as the eagle is breaking up the calcium deposits and breaks off that encrusted beak, he exposes there's a brand new beak that's grown underneath the old beak. And suddenly the sealed mouth is open again. New feathers have been growing underneath the molting falling feathers. And the eagle is renewing. And as you look at that rock, on that rock are its old feathers and pieces of its old beak, all the old addictions, all of the bad attitudes, all the weights that beset that eagle and kept it from flying. The rock has taken care of all of that. The eagle's been through a lot, but feels alive again. Oil is flowing to its feathers. It has new growth. The beak has grown back. Do you need to be renewed? Do you need to feel the warmth of the sun on you again? It's been a long, hard, tough battle, and you feel beaten up, and you feel vulnerable. feels like your praise has been silenced. You've been partially sidelined. You're in, in the place Isaiah said is going to produce your miracle. Even the young will fall and grow tired. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And those who study this magnificent bird tell us it's a remarkable thing. The eagle, being renewed, begins to stretch its wings again. And that rocky perch begins to sense the lift of the rising air coming up the side of the mountain. And then fully opening its wingspan, it jumps off of that rocky perch and that renewed eagle soars and reclaims the heights that belong to him. All the creatures in the valley below know something is going on because they hear that ear-piercing screech of the renewed eagle taking flight again in the heavens. It's amazing. Yeah. And they all know he's back. It was low and it was down, but the rock took all the trash of yesterday away. And now the eagle is in the heights, soaring again. It opens its beak and screams out a praise to its creator. I am fulfilling the purpose for which you built me and constructed me. I am doing exactly what you designed me to do. And I'm saying to you, Calvary Christian Center, watch out. There are a bunch of renewed eagles soaring, soaring. People have been through battles. People have been through struggles. People have been through all kinds of things that you wondered, why did that happen to me? We, we need to have a gathering of eagles tonight in our church. Does anybody know we are in need of renewal in our culture today? Your mouth has been shut long enough. Open your mouth. Stand to your feet. Praise your creator. He is the strength of your life. Thank you, Lord.
once again. Let God know I am here to fulfill the purpose for which you created me. Thank you, Lord. And those who wait on the Lord, the Hebrew says, who wait for the Lord, shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings like eagles. Lift your wings toward heaven and give thanks to the Lord. Feel the lift of the wind of his spirit beneath your wings. Let him take you somewhere you haven't been. Breathe his air. Renew your strength. Soar. Mount. Father, you got greater plans for us than you got for an eagle. With all the greatness you built into that magnificent creature, you built even greater into us. To accomplish your purpose and your will. To do exactly what you've designed us to do. Forgive us wherever we have failed to fulfill your purpose. And